VI Shots Podcast, Episode 7. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of VI Shots. My name is Michael Ivaliotis and this is the podcast devoted to the world of LabVIEW. With each episode I bring you interviews, discussions and share with you ideas for how you can take your LabVIEW development to the next level. Well, thank you all for joining me on this episode of VI Shots. I'm really excited today to have two guests from National Instruments, um, Sam Kristoff and Ben James. Uh, they're here to talk to us about uh, the LabVIEW interface for Arduino, which was released uh, last week from National Instruments. Um, the Arduino, as we, uh, if you don't know, is a programmable microcontroller board that has several analog inputs and digital I.O. lines. The Arduino's claim to fame is that it is... Uh, the, both the hardware and the software is open source. Uh, you can even build your own Arduino board from, from scratch for using the published designs, or you can purchase one of the ready-made boards. Uh, the Arduino has a USB interface used for programming the device and reading data from it. And there are also several, uh, quite a few actually, daughter boards on the market, uh, and they're called Shields, where you can actually plug onto the Arduino and extend its functionality. So that was a brief into, intro into the Arduino hardware. Uh, Sam, uh, could you introduce yourself and, and tell us what you do at National Instruments? Sure. Um, so my name is Sam Kristoff. Uh, I'm an applications engineer here at National Instruments. And uh, over the last six months, I've been uh, the developer on the LabVIEW interface for Arduino. Hey, my name is Ben James. I'm also a uh, applications engineer here um, and in regards to the Arduino toolkit I've done a lot of the, the marketing aspects of it as well as um, a whole lot of conversations with Sam about the development. So Sam um, let's let's start at the way at the beginning I guess. Um, how, how did the idea for the Arduino um, the lab interface for Arduino come up and, and how did that sort of get started? Sure. So um, we were approached by our academic marketing team um, Megan Carey came down to, to the AE floor here um, and basically just had an idea of you know a question of I guess of can we use LabVIEW with the Arduino somehow um, and so from there uh, it was Pretty open-ended. We started with a, a couple of just simple um, proof of concepts uh, demos, and then just just kind of ran with it from there. And uh, just to sort of lay everything on the table and make sure people are not con not confused. Um, so the the LabVIEW interface for Arduino is sort of a toolkit, is a collection of VIs, correct? Yep. And uh, so we're not actually uh, programming the Arduino with LabVIEW. So we're not downloading LabVIEW code onto the Arduino, are we? No. So there's a custom firmware that you program. Program, uh, to the Arduino and that's all open source. It's typical C code that you would uh, deploy to the Arduino. And then um, there are LabVIEW VIs that, that can talk to this firmware. Um, so you do have to be connected to a computer running LabVIEW, um, either over USB, serial, or um, using XB or a Bluetooth module. Um, but you have to have some sort of connection back to your computer. So, so what exactly does this firmware do on the Arduino? Uh, so the firmware is basically, we kind of call it the IO engine. Um, at, at the end of the day, what you're doing is just sending packets from LabVIEW to the Arduino, and then the Arduino sends packets back. Um, so in LabVIEW, you might send um, like an analog read request. Um, that packet will be composed of the analog read command um, and then arguments to it, like the pin you want to read on. And then uh, that's sent down to the Arduino, again, either over, um, typically over USB, um, or you can you can do XB uh, or Bluetooth. Um, and then the Arduino will get that packet, process it, get the, the reading you want, and send it back to LabVIEW. And um, then once you have it back in LabVIEW, uh, it's pretty easy to display on the front panel or go anywhere you want. 
want from there. Can you describe some of the functionality that the toolkit has? What what can you do with it? Like sure, what, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we try to stick pretty close to the open read, write, close uh, paradigm of doing things in LabVIEW. And so you can open up a connection uh, and it, if you don't have a COM port associated with it, it'll automatically search it out. And then in the in the middle of the code, say for instance in the loop, you can do any kind of digital I/O. You can do a, a configure it to be an input or output, do a, a single pin or an entire port read or write. Then you can do an analog input. Uh, as a pin or an entire port, as well as PWM. And then you can get into things like uh, SPI and I squared C as well. Uh, Sam's uh, added that functionality to it. I think the toolkit has upwards of 80 VIs and the uh, firmware is about 600 lines of code. And so that's there to provide that kind of functionality as well as uh, take care of things like uh, synchronization and timing issues, especially when it comes to wireless. So if anybody were trying to do do this on their own, uh, they definitely run into issues with that. But that's that's what we developed this toolkit for so that you could get to the pins of the Arduino with, you know, just a handful of VIs. And another thing that we wanted to do was kind of recreate the Arduino functionality um, so that if you're used to programming an Arduino in C, um, you should see all the same functions. Like, so, for example, all the analog read, uh, digital reads and writes, PWM, things like that. Um, we have low-level VIs for all of that functionality. Then we go on top of that and we build sensor-specific VIs. Um, so, for example, if you're using like a thermistor, um, there's there's a VI for that that converts that voltage reading back into temperature for you. Um, so you just have a VI that's a thermistor read, and you get to choose um, Celsius or Fahrenheit. It's pretty easy to to work with at a high level. Um, so that way, people that aren't familiar with the Arduino um, and maybe haven't done any programming, uh, let alone C programming at a at a low level, um, should be able to work with the Arduino pretty quickly right out of the box. Yeah, I also noticed as I was browsing through and experimenting with it, I noticed that there was a Blink M palette. And I'm like, whoa, these guys have added a sensor on there. <laughs> now, Blink M yeah. is sort of a, a RGB LED that you can sort of program. Um, yeah. So the, the cool thing with that is um, if you look at the, the VIs for it, um, at the low level, it's just using the generic I squared C VIs. Um, so that's kind of an example of we wanted to keep um, you know, kind of with the Arduino mindset, we wanted to keep everything uh, open source and customizable. Um, so that's an example of, you know, if you had just any generic I squared C device, um, it's pretty easy to write VIs with it using the existing I squared C VIs. So there's basically um, an I squared C initialized VI and then just I squared C write, I squared C read. Um, and from that, you can build up any any custom sensor that you want. So we're trying to, trying to keep things uh, really customizable um, because obviously we... You know, we, we can't include every sensor that's out there because there are, are thousands of them. Um, so we're, are, we intend to add um, sensors as time goes on, but we really hope that people in the community will add their own and share those with each other. So have you do you have any plans um, for incorporating um, those suggestions into the toolkit in the future? Like um, if someone comes up with a sensor and they say, hey, hey, here's some code. Um, uh, do you have a process for that? Yeah, so right now um, we're kind of centering everything around ni.com slash Arduino. Um, we have a community set up there and we have uh, discussions for sensor requests and also um, for people to post their own sensors that they've created. Um, and I guess ideally we, we don't really have a process down yet since we just released it. Um, but I imag- imagine that at some point we will um, go through user submitted sensors and uh, with the with the creator's permission, we'll add those as official 
sensors to the toolkit, um, you know, clean them up and make sure that they they uh, meet the standards of the toolkit. But, uh, you know, we're certainly going to leverage the, the community there because I mean, that's that's one of the things that makes the Arduino uh, great is the community around it. And that uh, so is that the official support channel then? Yep. So ni.com slash Arduino is the official support channel. Yep. And there's a discussions there uh which will act as kind of the forum so if you ever have any ideas or concerns or questions that's the place to put them yep and we also hope people will post uh cool projects that they've done um we have some entries up there already and i know ben and i are working on some projects um now that the original development is, is more or less complete for now um we got some projects we're going to work on and be posting those up there as well um so we hope everybody else will do that too okay um so let's get into a little bit of the um, compatibility um, questions here. Uh, so if it, is it compatible with LabVIEW and what version? So right now the um, toolkit is um, compatible with 2010. Uh, it's also compatible with 2009. It was just a, kind of a bug with the initial release. Um, should be fixed hopefully in the next week or so. Um, but it should be compatible with anything 2009 and later. And what version of like a sort of... Um, Basic, professional, and how about student edition? So all this is built on NIVISA, which comes with uh, LabVIEW Base. So any uh, development environment of LabVIEW is going to work with this toolkit. So you can get student edition or base professional. All, all of these work, it'll work on, um, we've tested it on Mac. Uh, it also works in a real-time operating system. I don't think we've tested it in Linux, but it should should work in Linux because it's all based on Visa. Yep. And as far as um, versions, like Ben said, uh, any version of LabVIEW, including the student edition, um, we're going to be selling uh, SparkFun.com is going to be selling uh, a bundle of LabVIEW student edition and um, an Arduino, um, hopefully by the end of the week. So um, all those people that are already using Arduino will be able to get their hands on LabVIEW and uh, play around with the toolkit as well. So the, the current sort of latest boards that are, are made, uh, sort of the official quote-unquote Arduino boards are the Uno and the Mega 2560. Um, so there are some issues, I think, with this toolkit in older versions of uh, the boards. And if, if someone has some of the older boards, can you make some suggestion as to how they can get them to work with the, uh, the toolkit? Uh, so with the older boards, we have tested around and found that um, a lot of the functionality is there. But for instance, with the, the Dwellami Nove, I tried to do something with wireless on it recently and, and ran into some synchronization issues. So the ones that we've tested and verified that will work are the Uno and the Mega. So if you are going to do a project on it, uh, go ahead and order those as opposed to the older boards. Um, but we've had boards work all the way back to the NG, I think. Yeah, so um, any any Arduino should work. Um, the main thing that I've seen people running into so far is um, when you're using an older board, the auto-connect feature doesn't work. So basically, if you open one of the examples that ships with the toolkit, um, the init VI doesn't have anything wired to the visa resource input. And um, this is, if, if that's the case, it's going to what we call auto connect. So basically what it's going to do is it goes through and enumerates all of the uh, visa devices attached to the computer. And it's going to search for one with the name Arduino and try to connect to the first one. If that fails, it'll try to connect to another one with the name, Ar uh, with the word Arduino in its name. Um, the problem with the older boards is uh, they don't actually show up with the name Arduino. They just show up as a virtual COM port. Um, so the fix for that is to just wire in the uh, correct COM port into the init VI. Um, so we've had some success with people um, using that route to connect to it. And um, really, we'd recommend that because um, the auto connect feature is more just to make sure that the, a beginner or a first time user has a has a good smooth experience without having to pick a COM port. 
But the auto connect feature also takes, you know, somewhere between three and five seconds to find uh, the COM port if it's connected. So it'll slow down the execution. Yeah. And if, initialization. You, if you directly wire in that COM port, um, you should be connected in a fraction of a second. Um, you know, as soon as you click run, you should be getting data back from your Arduino. So I've uh, I've gotten I have the Uno board actually and I've gotten it to work on Windows. Uh, personally, I've had some issues getting it to work on Mac. Um, I still haven't gotten it working on Mac, so I'm not sure what's going on there. It, it doesn't seem like Visa sees the correct port in my list. Um, we have sure. we have one person here using it on Mac. Um, I personally haven't tried it just because I don't know anything about Mac OS and it would take me forever to try and get it set up. Um, but I, I, we do have one confirmed use case of it um, internally. Okay, so I guess I should go onto the uh, community forums and uh, ask around there then. <laughs> Absolutely, because we really want uh, the the Mac experience to be smooth as well. As our as one of our biggest audiences, our target audience is students. Uh, a lot of them are using Mac. We really want to make sure that that, uh, that functionality is there for them. Yeah, and uh, Ben and I monitor the uh, community pretty closely. Um, so we're going to try to, you know, we're going to provide a lot of support there, especially in the beginning when, when it's new to everyone. Um, and then we're going to try to write, uh, you know, keep the FAQ up to date on things like that to try and provide uh, the easiest uh, getting started experience possible. Um, but yeah, if you, like, especially things specific to the Mac. Um, if you post that up there, you know, we can certainly get test machines set up here. Um, so like I said, we're going to, we're going to keep after any questions people have pretty closely and, and hopefully get um, solutions for, for everything. Now I noticed um, on the community site, there are several uh, YouTube videos of some, I believe there are NI employees that um, have created some applications using the Arduino. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you describe a little bit of, of how those videos got created? And uh, I think you had some kind of internal contest for that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, during the creation, we said, if we're going to launch this thing, we need to show that it's more than just a way to connect to the Arduino, but maybe some of the possibilities, uh, you know, to inspire perhaps students or hobbyists to build out these applications. So what we did was uh, we posted up flyers uh, and even little table tents in the cafeteria all around uh, National Instruments uh, campus here. And we had uh, 10 employees submit their uh, proposals, and we gave them all Arduinos and a $50 gift certificate to SparkFun. And uh, we basically said, you know, create something really awesome, go for it. And, and they did. So there's everything from uh, automated target practice to somebody uh, created a like a mouse for your computer out of the Arduino using a joystick, you know, reading the two potentiometer readings and, a, and the click button. Uh, some of the other cool ones were a... a Baby, um, baby monitor. Yeah. Yeah. So if the baby starts crying, the little lights come on and it sings it a song or. <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, one dude wearing a Christmas light suit um, controlled with an Arduino. So a lot of wildly different, uh, pretty cool videos. Um, and those are all posted on uh, ni.com slash Arduino. So you should check those out. Well, that's great. And we're really hoping to, to check out what people are going to create with it. Obviously, the Arduino is a really rich platform, and uh, we really love LabVIEW as a graphical programming environment. So the ability to make something in LabVIEW uh, to connect to the Arduino and, and see what it does is, is just really exciting. But then also with the toolkit, you can do things like um, update something to the Internet through LabVIEW. Uh, if you if something happens on the Arduino, so adding the computing power and capabilities of the computer to your Arduino project is also really exciting. So we're 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 really excited to see what people can hook up with it. So the Arduino hardware, um, even though it has uh, quite a few capabilities, for example, the Uno has like six 
analog inputs, 14 digital I.O. Um, it's still uh, it's, it's still sort of to lab view. It's a still a, a serial device. And uh, you're kind of limited by that sort of throughput. Um, have you guys experimented with the sampling rates on it and how fast um, you can get uh, analog inputs read? Yeah, so so right now, um, if you are hardwired to the Uno, so with like a USB cable, um, we're able to get up to 200 uh, hertz loop rate um, if, you know, with just a single like analog read. Um, and, and the bottleneck, like you said, there is the just the serial um the serial speed so it's a it ends up being a usb buffer um issue uh, and then wireless is a lot slower due to the wireless latency um you know because you know if you drop packets and things like that um things will need to be resent which is relatively slow um typically we get uh i think xp will go up to about 50 hertz um bluetooth with like the uh bluetooth mate or blue smurf from spark fun um you get about 30 hertz tops there um and we've we've kicked around the idea of you know, just different ways to speed things up. Um, and we have some ideas that we're probably going to be playing around with internally and maybe implementing in the future. Um, there, there are a few things you can do to kind of customize the interface for your application. Um, one of those things is you'll you'll notice on the init VI, you can specify the packet size and um, you have to make sure that that packet size matches the firmware that you deploy. Um, so there's a, there's a define at the top of the header that um, in the firmware that defines the packet size. Um, so one thing you can do is if, for example, you need to update, um, say, say you need to update colors on a bunch of lights or something like that, so you have to be sending a lot of uh, data down the Arduino. Uh, one thing you can do is bump it up from the 15-byte packet size to a larger packet size. Um, we had one example of uh, one of the one of the guys for the contest needed to update, I think it was 96 lights. Um, was sending an RGB color to 96 lights. Um, so he was able to bump up the packet size and so that he could update all of the lights in a single packet rather than um, um, taking like three or four packets to update all the lights. Um, but this really depends on your application. If you're doing something where you only need you know, one byte going back and forth, then obviously it makes sense to keep the packet size uh, relatively small. And we found if you went below about 15 bytes, it doesn't have too much effect. Um, so that's kind of why we're sitting at 15 bytes. It seems like a good um, kind of general purpose packet size. So mod- so modifying the firmware is allowed, I guess, because it's open. And uh, there are, there are there certain areas in the firmware that we, we shouldn't sort of touch or else the whole thing breaks down? Yeah, so um, right now we're, we're working on documentation on how you can how we recommend you modify the firmware. Um, so one nice thing is if you look at the main um, sketch in the Arduino IDE, uh, you'll notice you have the typical setup and loop. Um, the loop, there's only one command in it, um, and that handles all of the communication with LabVIEW. So if you need to add some specific code to the Arduino, you can add it to the loop, um, just as, as long as you leave the, the single command in there for the LabVIEW interface for Arduino. Um, anything you add is going to, of course, slow down the loop rate with LabVIEW, um, but it's easy to add things there. Other than that, you can um, add custom commands, so a custom command structure from um, LabVIEW to the Arduino. And like I said, we're working on documentation for that, but basically what it ends up being is there is a large case structure, um, and we're going to post the, um, the packet makeup so you can see how the header and checksum and the command byte and argument bytes all work. Um, but within within a couple of weeks, we should have the documentation on that. And it should be pretty easy to add your own custom sensors at the Arduino level as well as the LabVIEW level. Um, so some things, for example, like the if you think about like a character LCD where you need uh, parallel digital lines to control it, um, you can do this with just digital I.O. operations from within LabVIEW using the toolkit's um, digital I.O. VIs. But that's going to be relatively slow because you're going to have to write each 
bit individually or you could write the port, but it's still going to take a few operations. So we see things like um, parallel digital buses would be better off to add custom commands uh, to the firmware and then just add a high level VI to call that command. Um, and like I said, we're going to get some documentation on that and we hope that at some point it'll be, it should be, it should be pretty straightforward um, and again, provides a lot of functionality. Um, so if you can't add it at the LabVIEW level, you just go down to the firmware level and can add hopefully any, any sensor. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we're uh, graphical programmers at heart, so I don't know how excited we are about uh, <laughs> writing in text, but I think right, so, I, th I think so that hopefully. I think that's sort of an option that people have, though, and that's, that's right. A good so thing. hopefully, um, the LabVIEW users moving over to Arduino will be able to write some awesome uh, VIs using the existing commands, and Arduino users that are new to LabVIEW will probably be more comfortable uh, in the firmware. So hopefully, we've. Uh, covered all our bases there and, and hopefully can make everyone happy. So really when we were developing it, um, we developed it around the, the Uno and we were hoping to see our, our big target audience was kind of senior design projects. Um, and so it's, it's kind of what our, our mind was on when we were developing it, but keeping it uh, simple enough for a senior design project to really build upon um, in addition to, you know, the capabilities that are needed for it are, are kind of what's at the heart of the toolkit and hopefully that'll translate well to things like hobbyists and, and lab users uh building on it yeah i think uh i agree with you and i think uh, the fact that uh, you can sort of get the the lab student edition um which is sort of a low barrier of entry uh for a lot of people um and, and get the uno plugged into lab i think is great yeah so um i guess the the final thing we probably say is um you know check out the the bundle will be on sparkfun on friday um, definitely check out ni.com slash Arduino. Um, that's going to be our, our only official support channel. Um, ben and I are going to be the main main points of contact um, from NI for support. And then um, hopefully we'll get a good community going there and we'll be able to support one another. And let us know, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for feedback and we want to know what you guys want to see with the toolkit. Um, any sensors you want added, any functionality that you think should be included with the, the base toolkit. Um, we want to hear that stuff. And, and Ben and I will be working on, on updates to it pretty regularly here and one last thing we really wanted to mention that uh national students doesn't have any r d uh team here to support it it's, it's the the two of us here um and, and really mostly just sam in terms of development so um we have a lot of uh, R&D support for our other products like MyDAC, but this one is going to be mostly driven by the community um, and what we can throw together as, as the two of us. So it'll be kind of cool to see, uh, you know, as a community of people, what we can do with this toolkit because, you know, it's open source, it's cheap, it's a graphical programming environment, LabVIEW, and it's going to be really cool to see how we can pull together and do something great with it. So you guys are not going to publish your uh, cell phone number so we can call you if you have any problems? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> no, but but we'll we'll keep an eye on the forums. Um, I think I always have the the community page open, and I'm I'm looking for for new posts. So um, hopefully, I'll I'll respond to any questions pretty quickly. And um, I, I think so. We 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 launched under a week ago, and we already have I think almost sixty members. Um, and so we're we're building a pretty good community around this. So hopefully, um, not not only Ben and I will be answering questions, but hopefully we'll get some get some uh, go tos in the community as well. Okay, well, um, thank you guys for for joining me today, and uh, it was really really great to have you here. Thank you, uh, Sam. Yep, thanks. Glad to be here. Thank you, Ben. Absolutely. Thank you. So, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the VI Shots Lab View podcast. Um, make sure to visit the show notes page on vishots.com to find links to the content mentioned in this episode. You can also leave a comment there with any questions. Um, you can 
search for VI Shots Podcast Episode 7, or you can send us an email at feedback at vishots.com. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. Thank you.